Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of You Are My Borough with myself, Scott Wilson, and Dom Shaw from the Northern Echo. We're recording this off the back of Borough's thumping 4-0 win over Preston. I think we're allowed to use thumping when they've scored four at home. Um, so we'll obviously have a chat about that, talk around a few of the issues um, surrounding the game, and then have a bit of an early look ahead to the trip to Ellen Road to face Leeds this weekend. A uh, couple of bits of early housekeeping. If you're watching this on YouTube, then please like, subscribe, and leave us any comments on the vid. If you're listening to it on one of the various platform um, podcast platforms, then rate um, and review, and hopefully tell your mates um, that this is the place to be for all things Borough. Dom, you were at the Riverside last night. It was your uh, gig. I mean, it doesn't get much better than a 4-0 home win like that with a fairly injury-ravaged side against a team, you know, right up there battling for the playoffs. I mean, good night. Yeah, I'm glad you said that about the thumping, actually, the 4-0, because when it was 3-0, I had thumping, and then I'm thinking, is 3-0 a thumping? But it was, mm. I, think, I thought it was the manner of the 3-0, and the fir- it was a first-half thumping. 3-0 at half-time, so yeah, exactly, a first-half. It's half. a thumping, yeah, I thought so, but 4-0, and then it's knowing that, I think 4-0, you're in hammering territory, aren't you, when you get yeah, 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 you're certainly getting there. There's, there's, <laughs> a, there's, a, there's a definite international window video in this, isn't there, the various... <laughs> When yeah. does a thumping become a hammering, become what a dialy, a, a battering? Yeah, you know? what makes a humiliate? Yeah, I, I think I think conceding three in the first half isn't far off humiliation. But then I think you've got to take into account who you're playing as well. True, true. With the humiliation, true. you concede three nil. If you concede three at home in the first half, it's undoubtedly. Oh, that's, that, well, that's a home humiliation. <laughs> you've got a bit of alliteration in there as well. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes, so yeah, Borough, three, three before half time, obviously 4 0 with, with Bangura's goal right at the end. I mean, loads and loads of positives, but I think you alluded to this in your kind of match analysis piece that, that obviously went up live after the game and is in the paper this morning. Um, probably the biggest tick in the box for Borough is the fact that it was achieved with so many players out, and not just any players. I mean, you know, Fry, Hackney, um, McGree, Force, Tommy Smith. Players that you would probably have had, well, you, there's no probably about it, that you would have had on the team sheet, you know, earlier in the season as absolute nailed on starters. They're not there. Uh, and yet Borough have, have turned in a performance like that. that, that that's got to be really, really positive for, for Carrick, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's an exaggeration really to say that, that he was without last night, Carrick was without nine players who would arguably be in his first choice 11 yeah. had everyone been fit at the start of the season. We know how much he how kind of reliable Tommy Smith's been. So, you, his first choice back four would probably be or could probably be Smith, Fry, Lenahan, Engel. Yeah. Hackney's obviously be in there. Had Lewis O'Brien had a run of games, you could make a case yeah. that he'd have played his way into the team. And I think Riley McGree and Marcus Force at the start of the season had both had have, had have both been in. In the strongest eleven of most fans, so so to to win without all of those players in such comfortable and emphatic fashion against a team who you know while I thought they were really really poor on Tuesday night they they came into the game in the top six um, so yeah loads of positives um, concerns as well clearly which we'll get onto with with Hayden Hackney and Dale Fry yeah. missing um, but but a big tick in the box to to achieve a win like that in the absence of so many players, and I think I think Borough and the players who came in will take great confidence from that. 
And so when when we talk about the players who who are missing, you know, clearly players have come in to replace them. Who who last night do you think really stood out for you in terms of the, the players who, who have come in and are, and are potentially now going to have to have an extended run in the team if some of these injuries are, are longer term? Well, well, not one not one who you're going to look at and think that he's going to have a prolonged run in the team. But but I thought Morgan Rogers did really well. Ro- yeah. Rogers. Rogers clearly looked favourite to start against Leeds on Saturday, given Greenwood can't play. I thought it was quite clever, really, of Carrick to bring him in a game earlier and give him yeah. give him a game to get an hour, 70 minutes, whatever it was, under his belt. So he's not going into Leeds cold off the back of just a few cameos here and there. Um, and I, he, he was at the heart of everything positive from Borough, really, in the, in the first half. But then all of the front four were, I thought Crooks had his best 45 minutes I've yeah. seen him have for a long time. Just Lovely pass for the first goal, isn't it? Yeah, and Jones, clearly, you know, two great finishes. And Carrick talked afterwards about how he wants to see more of that from Jones, using his pace to get in behind the last man like that. Yeah. And and Latte Lath, um, you know, I wrote in the match report, at times, you don't know whether it's indecision or brilliance, really. But whatever it is, Preston didn't have a clue what he was going to do. I'm not sure yeah. at times Latte Lath had a clue what he was going to do. Yeah. But it works, doesn't it? It's, it's one of them. It's kind of yeah. like brilliant chaos, isn't it? Um, and I thought Barlesa took his chance in midfield as well. He um, just did the simple stuff very well, I thought. It mm. sounds daft, really, to say he had a hand in both of the goals, given that I think he played a three-yard pass to Crooks before the assist for Jones and the same yeah. But especially with the first goal, he, he could have very easily had, had a crack, pulled the trigger, yeah. you know, panicked, saw sight of goal, seen glory, but he kind of just kept play ticking over. Which I he think... kind of unlocks it with that with that yeah. initial pass, doesn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. Um... We'll, we'll get on to Jones in a second, but just on Rogers, I, I know we've kind of touched on this, I think, in previous vids, but he's he's almost. He's paid the price a little bit for being played out of position at the start of the season, hasn't he? In that, you know, we all kind of made our minds up on him to a slight degree. And I think it's showing now that it's been pretty unfair because he was playing as a nine. He's not a nine. You know, in no way, shape or form is, is he really what Borough need from a number nine in, in the team the way Carrick plays. Play him either as a 10 or in one of the wide attacking roles and you see a completely different Morgan Rodgers. And, and, and he's now looking a real threat at championship level in either of those two positions, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He, he, I thought he just found the pockets really well. In, in yeah. That. He suits that because we know from um, McGree and, and the other players who've played in that role off the left, Greenwood in recent weeks, that they have the freedom, especially last night with Bangura, who wasn't really tested defensively. So he just had the licence to get forward at, at every opportunity, which, which then allowed... Rogers to come in and drift inside and pick yeah. up the pockets and and the kind of three behind was so fluid um, and Preston just had no answer and and you know Preston Ryan Law must hate coming up here mustn't he because they, yeah. they bumped here last year weren't they when when Borough were in that run of just blowing yeah. teams Blood away and the, the first half I know we've kind of moved beyond the comparisons to last season now haven't we but but the first half on Tuesday night, reminded me of that really. Just boring, yeah. just blowing teams away. Preston had two shots on goal in the first half, both kind of wayward efforts from the captain. I think he had one shot on target in the in the entirety of the ninety minutes. Um, and and then, as we'll get on to, I'm sure such was the comfort. But we were able to bring Matt Clark on, Law McCabe, Jones, and Rogers were both taken off for twenty minutes yeah. to play. If it it, it was pro- like had Carrick 
been able to design the perfect night before kickoff, it probably wouldn't have been far off. Yeah, that. Out as it did. So let's talk Isaiah Jones. You know, we know how talented he is. Um, you know, we all obviously know the, the issues that were there last season. We don't really have to rake over those again. Um, but just, in, you know, when he is playing like that, cutting in from the flank, darting in behind, wanting the ball, looking to be positive when he's got the ball. I mean, there's not many better in the championship, is there? He, he looks a Premier League player when he's doing that, all ends up. And, and you know, he, he can be a massive, massive player for Borough in the rest of this season, can't he, when he's in that kind of mood and that kind of form? Yeah, I, I said exactly that to Carrick afterwards. When, when he's on song like that, there aren't many players better in the championship in that position, are they? And Carrick yeah. um, touched on what I said there, really, that the next challenge for Jones is maybe doing more of what he did last night, getting him behind. Yeah. Um, I thought his two finishes as well were, were really calm and composed. Probably, we're probably telling of how he's developed as a thinker yeah. on the pitch because when he first came through, it was maybe kind of all pace and yeah. power, wasn't it? And then didn't have There's time. A bit of what, what I would describe as the Theo Walcott's about him, which is yeah, you know, yeah. there's plenty um, there, but just wild in front of goal. And you're right, he's 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 clearly honed that part of his game an awful lot. And I, and I spoke to Isaiah Jones afterwards. He he was he was the player who was put up to speak to the press, and and he was talking about and and the, these quotes will be around on online on Thursday morning in Thursday's paper. He was talking about how he feels now a much more complete player than he was a couple of yeah. years ago when he when he first came through the ranks under Chris Wilder, and and he said how really when he came through there, his biggest advantage and his biggest strength was the fact that no one really knew anything about him. Yeah, yeah whereas yeah. now. Everyone knows what he's about and everyone yeah. knows how to prepare for him and teams often double up on him. But it, he says he sees it as kind of evidence of his progression that he can now come up with ways to beat that, even though yeah. teams know what he's all about, which um, I thought was spot on. And is it also helping him, do you think, that <clears throat> I think finally now the, the questions over where he plays are, you know, they're put to bed. Aside for an absolute calamitous injury crisis. I, I don't see Michael Carrick playing Isaiah Jones as either a right-back or a right-wing-back. He is a right-winger. He's a right-forward. Um, and, he, and he seems to be benefiting from, you know, being played there exclusively now. Yeah, and I think he's benefiting as well from playing closely to Matt Crooks again because they 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 that that worked so well, didn't it, under Chris Wilder and with yeah. Anthony and with Anthony Dykesteel in there as well. That little trio, that triangle, worked so well under Wilder, and and we know that Crooks and Jones have that understanding. We saw that for the first goal, but um, I've spoke about Dykesteel on here in the past. I I really like Dykesteel at right back, and I think he suits Carrick's borough. Um, yeah. And and he he was one of the players who who took his chance. And it'll be interesting at Leeds, won't it? I know we'll get on to Leeds, but Vandenberg was excellent at centre half. We we've talked about this, haven't we, at length? Yeah. You know, does he keep Vandenberg in now? And does that allow Dyke Steele to keep his place at right yeah. back? But then if he keeps if Fry's fit, you know, Fry's gonna come back into the team, he's isn't he? Yeah. Um and he's not gonna drop McNair, but I suppose, really, it's it's credit to the players that even with all the players out, Carrick's still got dilemmas, really, oh, in the yeah, 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 yeah. 
So we'll, we'll touch on the injuries in a second, but just one last one on, on the game itself. Obviously, you, you said there, you know, a couple of late sub-appearances um, for um, Matt Clark, first game in more than a year. Um, Law McCabe, debut for Borough. Um, I, I mean, you know, two players clearly a very, very different stages of their career. But Clark first, um, you know, I just... With the injuries that Borough have at centre half, he could be a fairly important player in the next month. Depending, we're obviously, you know, as I say, we'll we'll get the injuries in a minute, but we're a bit in the dark at the moment on on exactly what the situation is with Dale. But but we know there's going to be no Daryl Lenahan. Yes, as you've said, Vandenberg undoubtedly a, a, a very good option there. But if anything was to happen to either him or McNair, Clark at the minute is probably the next cab off the rank, isn't he? Yeah, and we've talked about McNair in January and that whole situation. Yeah. We don't need to. We don't need to uh, dig over that again. Um, Carrick spoke about that afterwards because it feels like every time we've asked him about Matt Clark in the in the last few weeks, it's been about you know the character of coming through such a difficult time and what does that say about his his um, his desire to to get back and yet. Said to Carrick last night, as a player, you know, clearly he's got he's got bags and bags of character to come through what must have been an incredibly difficult time, a year of being out injured, and for and for a lot of that time, he didn't know, he couldn't get to the bottom of the injury, was it? So it's the uncertainty, I think, that must have been must yeah. have been so difficult to handle. Um, but forgetting that for a minute, as a footballer, you know, what what can Clark offer you? Um, because we haven't really seen an awful lot of. No. It. Be able to know, but, but he is a centre half who's who's played dozens and dozens and dozens yeah. of games for, for for big clubs in the past. Has been a, has been a when he was when he signed in the in the summer of last year, he was seen as a really good defensive addition, Absolutely. wasn't he? Yeah. And, and and he's a natural left he's a natural left sider as well. He only came on for for ten minutes, and clearly yeah. Preston clearly Preston were ready for home, but um, he actually saw a fair bit of the ball and was really composed with it and. Um, We've talked about that Port Vale game, you know, might, might he get a start maybe. there? Yeah, it's, it's definitely start, possible. Or... I, you know, maybe that might depend a little bit on, on what's <laughs> happening with Dale. But yeah, that's certainly not inconceivable. And then at the other end of the kind of age and experience scale, an, another young Borough Academy product, um, a Borough lad. Um, where, where, where do you think he's at in terms of his development? It's, um, well, to have your Finkar, I was on a bench, 16, Law McCabe, 17. Um, yeah. McCabe, I think he's from the Airsom area, from the from the from the Borough Town Centre area. And Carrick's face lit up afterwards when he said, really? "You know that 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 is as good as it gets for for me as a head coach, yeah. kind of giving a local lad like that um, a debut." But then he stressed, and he and he has done this a, a few times when you look back at the various players who he's given chances to. Pharrell Willis, I remember at Blackpool last year. Yeah. Finn Cartwright, I think, became yeah. the. Second youngest player after Nathan Wood when he came on was it Huddersfield in the League Cup? Um, uh, but he said, you know, I, I, I'm not just it, I'm not just doing this to be nice. The the kind of in the squad because they've impressed them in the squad because they, they deserve mm. to be. Um, and and I wouldn't give them this chance if the, if they didn't deserve it. And you know, Borough are possibly only a couple more injuries away from yeah, them one or two lads to play. I mean, they haven't got that many options really beyond beyond what was available on the on the bench last night um and it is good you know i think when you see any club no matter who you support as a local lad especially there's no better is there than seeing someone who's come through the ranks one of your own um yeah. 
come on and get a chance because that's what we all dreamed of, didn't we, as as kids growing up? And and you know, some managers, um, and to be fair, some managers in the not too distant past of Borough have, have been very much the first team and the academy are two completely separate entities. You know, really loathe to bring kind of kids even up to training unless they absolutely have to. Whereas Carrick, right from the word go, has, has kind of said, no, no, I'll, I'll dip into the academy squad and bring them to training for maybe a week, partly because it, it, it's good for them, partly just because it, it, it helps the senior lads sometimes to have a bit of fresh opposition in there for small-sided games, etc. And, you know, he, he, he definitely seems to be a manager who fundamentally believes in the importance of the academy and wants it as integrated with a first team kind of setup as it can possibly get. You, you, you get that impression just from walking around Rockcliffe, don't you? You can, you know, you can, you've been able to pick up in the past when the academy's almost felt like a kind of, you know, a, 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 a kind of un, un, unwanted part of the family almost, if you like, you know, and, and it's felt very, very separate. That's certainly not the case now. No. And I think the other thing is, um, there are managers who, in this position, with all the players out injured and with January approaching, yeah. might have been tempted to leave empty spots on the bench last night and done the classic, you know, well, this yeah, is how, what this I mean. Is, yeah, this is how short we are. Um, but Carrick, A, didn't do that. And B, that as we, you know, we talked about at the start of the season when um, he, he has full faith in his players and isn't one for for talking about what he might need or what he hasn't got. He he clearly felt that I'm I'm not just putting these kids on to fill the bench. I'm putting them on yeah. because they've because of the, the right. it, because of because they've they've caught my eye in training. And um I think the other thing as well, it it, it it's not just Carrick has has complete faith in him, but we know how much Woodgate give, loves giving yes. Young kids a chance, yeah. and how much? And you suspect Woodgate is an important link for Carrick to the academy. You know what I mean? He, he yeah. knows the academy set up inside out. He knows the players. He knows the coaches. So he'll have that insight. But he'll also, you imagine, just be a really valuable bridge between the two. Yeah, and he he knows the 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 pros and the difficulties of being a young lad coming through, yeah. doesn't he, and playing for his hometown club and all that brings and and um. Hayden Hackney struck Hayden Hackney has always struck me as the type who never really needs someone to tell him anyway. But yeah. if if Woodgate, if he ever did need to sit down with anyone, then really Woodgate's the would be there. the perfect guy to do that, isn't he? So let's look ahead. Um and initially through the prism of the injuries. Um, I mean, you know, as we've as we've said, the fixture list just keeps on coming really all the way through um December. So Let's start with Fry and Hackney. I mean, you know, as is his kind of want, Michael Carrick not really giving anything away in terms of the potential severity of the of the injuries afterwards. Um, we're obviously recording this before the pre-match Leeds presser. Maybe we'll get a little bit more of an update or some insight there. Um, but, I mean, it's a worry, isn't it? You know, two massive players, um, muscular injuries, it sounds like, which you know, can be kind of anything, can't they, really? So, um, it, you know, clearly a worry. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd, if you had to choose two players before the Preston game who you didn't want to get muscular injuries, then Hackney would probably be top, wouldn't he? Um, yeah. And Fry, I know Fry had a, a rough afternoon at, uh, at Bristol City, but clearly Fry is a major, major player for for Borough, uh, especially at the minute in this 
in this kind of unfamiliar back line, really. Um, so it is a concern. And um, it, it's, no, it's not clear at this stage how long they're going to be out. And I suspect, I know we're recording this before Michael Carrick's pressure on Thursday, you know, in all likelihood, he's not going to give anything away that... He wouldn't give anything away anyway, would he? And he certainly isn't going to give anything away before a game like Leeds United away on Saturday. No. Um, so so I don't think we'll get any inclination really until two o'clock on Saturday afternoon when the when the team drops. Um and I think to get either back would be a major boost. And with muscle injuries as well, you're not going to take the risk, are you? You know, if there's a slight doubt, you're not going to risk them on 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 Tuesday night. Um, and 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 you know, with McGree, um, McGree obviously is is that bit further ahead than Force. But given the length of time both of them have been out for now, they're they're not going to kind of just stroll back straight in the first team. They're going to need some training might need an under-21 game. but You imagine they'll probably need a little game on the bench or something. So, you know, we're talking probably, what, Leeds, Ipswich, Hull, maybe Swansea, and even that Port Vale game. It's going to be a case of easing players back. Rather, clearly, if, if Fry and uh, Hackney are right, they've only missed one game, they'll go straight back in. But the rest of the injured lads either aren't going to be around at all or are probably not going to walk in in the next two or three games anyway. No, Carrick was quite revealing on McGree in his press conference on Monday. I'm sure um, fans will have read or seen it by now. But if you haven't, he talked about how it's it's promising with McGree. It's positive. He's he's making positive steps. But because of the nature and the injury, that can change very quickly. And what he doesn't want to do is say, you know, I, I hope to have him back for Hull. Because then if he's not, it might be seen as a setback when in actual fact... It's not yeah. one of those injuries that you can put a date anyway. Um, so McGree probably lo- still looks a few weeks away. And then he said Force is further away than that or longer yeah. than that was his quote, which, you know, like you say there, really, considering they're not yet in training yet, I think it's a push. Unless they, unless they are further ahead and, and Carrick is trying to keep things yeah, yeah, yeah. under wraps. Um but if they're not, if they're not in training yet, it probably looks a push to get them back before Christmas, I think. By the time you yeah. get them back in training and back and back underway, and then obviously you've got Lucas Engel to worry about now. That was a knee twist that, yeah. that was pretty nasty, Carrick said. Um, and obviously Smith and, and Lenahan are long-term. Senny Dieng went down and needed treatment. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Was, was, the, was the feeling there that that was kind of remedied straight away? Or is that one they're going to... I mean, clearly they're going to have to keep an eye on it. But it, is that a worry? Well, Carrick didn't say... He said, he said, I'll be honest, I don't know what the issue was, yeah. but which suggests to me it wasn't a major worry. Yeah, yeah. Chris Mosley's certainly earning his money at the minute, isn't he? he? Is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. In that, in that medical team. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, as I say, I mean, I can't imagine Carrick's going to give much away on Thursday. Can you? Uh, Saturday, you know, the team news on Saturday is going to be pretty revealing. Yeah. Um, so, Saturday, leads Leeds away. Yeah. I mean, um, big old game. Big old game, whatever the circumstances, but you know, probably even bigger the way that the two teams are right bang up there now. Um, what are your uh, what, be, are, what are your standout Ellen Road memories? Then there's been some big old games there. Well, I am way, way, way back in the day. I I worked for the Yorkshire Evening Post, so I covered Leeds in the um, tail end of the Venables era, which right. was the whole unraveling Ridsdale, the Goldfish. All of that. But then mainly the Peter Reid era where they were terrible, but 
somehow scrambled the survival um, right at the end of the season. But then we're even worse the next season. Reed went, and that was the whole kind of Kevin Blackwell, and that was when Leeds went down. Um, so I, I was there for a year and a half to two years covering Leeds. So um, I've actually covered Leeds in Europe. Malaga away under Venables, which was uh, not a not a bad little uh, no, not a bad no. little job. So I went, yeah, I, I managed to take Leeds from Malaga away to what Rotherham at home in the space of about uh, twelve months. So that was quite impressive. Tell the story of the goldfish for for anyone who doesn't. Yeah, know. so the, I mean, the goldfish was the um, so when when Leeds when when after Ridsdale left and Leeds were kind of plunging towards administration, they brought in. Um, they brought in a team of administrators to kind of troll through the um, troll through the accounts, and it, just a whole load of stuff came to light about what Leeds had been spending money on during the Ridsdale, David O'Leary kind of the peak Leeds era when they were just spending money, and, and you know most of it went on exorbitant player transfers, you know Rio Ferdinand people like that, wages etc. But then it also came out. And I, I, I can't remember the exact figures, so I'm plucking the figures slightly here. But it was something like they were paying a, a, a thousand pound a month to hire goldfish for the tank in um, the boardroom at Ellen Road, <laughs> which is which is fantastic, isn't it? I mean, goodness me, goodness me. The only thing that's comparable was Sunderland when Methven and um, uh, Stuart Donald came Donald. in. Methman gave us an interview and said that Sundland had been paying, a, 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 this was under Ellis Shaw, I think, a consultancy. Again, a ridiculous figure. It might have been a thousand pound a month. It was something like that to move around the pot plants <laughs> <laughs> in the air, in the ground, in the tray of the ground. So they would just come in and, like Feng Shui style, move around the pot plants. <laughs> that's it. That's not bad, is it? The wonderful world of football. Yeah, the wonderful world. What about you? What about Borough memories, Ellen Road, for you then? Um, was it Emnes, the 1 0 Mowbray? Yeah, I remember that. Was it Mowbray? I'm, I'm going to check this when Leeds. Yeah. There was a game when um, when a Lord got. Did it? Did Lee. Was three people sent off? Did Lee. Yeah, Marvin Emnes' goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is the beat nine man Leeds? That was the same game. And That's wasn't Tony right. Mack sent off for Borough as well? Didn't yes, Borough three players sent off? And that yeah. was when. Um, so but the away fans used to be in a different corner at Leeds. Yeah, they moved them around three or yeah. four times. Because um, yeah, I remember I was in the away end that day. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I remember Luciano Beck. I don't even know whether this happened, but I have a memory of Luciano Becchio scoring against Borough Low. You know, just one of those players. Players, who, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he might not, he might yeah. not have even like. It feels like John Stead scored twenty goals against Borough against when he probably, Borough, yeah, he probably actually two. didn't. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, so, they, they obviously they, they went through quite a spell of not playing each other that much, really, because obviously Borough had the periods in the Premier League. Leeds obviously, you know, went down to League One at various. You know, at, at some point, um, and they've, they've kind of you know yo-yoed in between a bit. But I, the you know, two I, recent games that spring to mind were, were, I think, Bielsa's Borough and Bielsa's Leeds and Pulis's Borough drew nil-nil early in the season when they were both the top two. It yeah. was a Friday night game. Um, yeah, and then Woodgate's Borough when they were just blown away. Blown and, away. And 
Woodgate, yeah, Woodgate was absolutely down the bare bones, wasn't he? I remember yes. Tyrone O'Neill coming off yes. the bench and Mark Bowler played yeah. left back one of his early games and just just that you know, that was that, that was a game that came at the end of a bit of an injury run like this and and it it yeah. was the game when he just had to literally throw in what he had, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But it, it is one of those games, isn't it? One of those occasions. It's a proper game, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. It, it'll be a hell of an atmosphere. Um, and I mean, you know, after a somewhat up and down start, Leeds look good now, don't yeah. they? You know, they look like a team who have kept the bulk of a Premier League squad together and, um, you know, certainly have the capability of finishing top two. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be up there, aren't they? Well, you look at, I mean, again, we're speaking before their game against Swansea on Wednesday night. Um, so if they lose that at home, then, then uh, obviously that changes the dynamic slightly. And they did only draw Rotherham yeah. last time out. But but like you say, they found the feet. And that front four of Somerville, Perot, James and Rutter, yeah. Yeah. I think they've scored 20 goals between them. Now, will you consider Bristol City have only scored 19? Um, yeah. And you've got Patrick yeah. Bamford on the bench. Really, they should they should be doing what they are doing. They are doing. You look yeah. at the team, but then we know when teams come down and get into that losing rut, it's easier said than done to get out of that. Um, but yeah, Piro is an interesting one, isn't it? Because Piro for me is has been up there as one of the most effective forward players in the championship for two or three years. You just wondered who was going to take yeah. a bit of a punt on him. And and to be fair, he, he probably isn't the type of player that a Premier League club would go and take a punt on. So he probably needed a relegated club to, to go for him, for him to get that kind of move. But but he's a player I like. He, he always impressed me when he was with Swansea. Yeah, it's uh, this this next week, I think, is Leeds, Ipswich, Hull. Yeah. So you probably put Preston in there last night, given Pre- Preston was sixth. Um just feels not unfair, but slightly disappointing. You'd have loved to have seen an absolute full tilt borough, wouldn't you? Full strength to see how they coped against a team like Leeds. But that said, the, the, the players that have played in the last few weeks have clearly done a, a good enough job and deserve and deserve a, a crack at them on Saturday. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't see it being, because of the way both teams play. I think it's one of those games where. It can't fail to be a good game. A good game. You're there Saturday, aren't you? Yeah. You're there again, aren't you? Yeah. And then I'm doing the um, the Ipswich one. So, so um, no service, no no service breaks needed. The leads. We've got to well, 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 the, yeah. The the, the leads. <laughs> the, we had a comment. Ah, I won't go digging for it now. You know, <laughs> you know my leads service station complaint. Yes. Apparently, there is now a McDonald's in there. Oh, there you go. So it feels like I've got to stop there now. It feels like you do really, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Way back, on the way back, maybe. Three points in the bag. Quick Big Mac. No more more deceptive slips in to get a uh, a McFlurry and a coffee on the end of spending five and a half quid on a a latte. Yeah, I, I, I think score draw on Saturday. What do you reckon? Uh, I think it, yeah, I think it, I think it'll be high scoring. Yeah, I, I could see two two. Um, I think it'll be a proper ding dong game. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be end to end. I think it'll be you know your classic, entertaining, wide open championship fair. And I certainly wouldn't. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go for a high scoring draw. Um, so safe travels if you're off to Ellen Road. Um, enjoy yourselves. 
Um, and we will catch up um, in and around that Leeds game for another edition of You and My Borough. But for now, thanks for watching. Um, have a great week. Hopefully, um, Borough injuries clear up and hopefully we roll on with another great afternoon at Leeds. Thanks for watching. You and My Borough.